This episode of the Fiction Writers Podcast is brought to you by The Novel Notebook. With each character and each setting, hundreds of details must be compiled and organized, far too many for a writer like you to keep them cataloged in your brain. The Novel Notebook provides the answer. Visit www.fictionwriterspodcast.com novel and quickly discover how to organize your materials and take your novel to the next level. Welcome to the Fiction Writers Podcast with Lana McCara, where you will discover tips, tricks, and ideas for fiction that is hashtag unputdownable. Here you'll find new energy, new perspectives, new resources, and new ideas that will spark your creativity into a blaze of brilliance. It's easier than you think. Be sure you visit our website at www.fictionwriterspodcast.com. While you're there, subscribe to us via your favorite network. Now, get out your notebook, tune in, and let's get started. Going there with emotion is one of the most difficult things a writer will do. But without it, you'll never get off the ground. This is Lana McCara. Welcome to the Fiction Writers Podcast. Tips, tricks, and ideas for fiction, that is, hashtag unputdownable. Writing emotion was my most difficult challenge when I was starting out. First of all, because I was emotionally locked down. I had come from an abusive childhood. I had gone from there and at the age of 21, got in, uh, into an abusive marriage. And uh, when I was writing, I just couldn't go there. It was hard and I couldn't figure out how to do it. I couldn't figure out what I was doing wrong in my writing, why it was so stilted. And so there were a few things that I did to break through. And this is so important because when you look at the great writers that we respect, Nicholas Sparks, um, Stephen King, and the, of course the romance writers who are popular, Danielle Steele and some of these others, they know how to write emotion. They hook the reader with emotion. And so if you're having struggles writing emotion, you really need to break through on this one. The first thing that you need to look at is your own emotional intelligence. How in tune are you with your own emotions? How able are you to express your emotions? And what does that look like? In my worldview back in the day, I always thought that someone who was assertive was loud and angry because that's how my mother was. So whenever I wanted to be assertive, I would get loud and angry. Well, that's not even true. There are people who are very soft-spoken, who are extremely assertive. <laughs> and so I had to learn that before I could let my characters begin to act in different a different way. Otherwise, my characters were always loud and angry when they wanted to make a bold statement or take a stand. So that's important. How do you deal with emotion? And then to realize that other people deal with emotion in different ways. And your characters need to also have a range of how they deal with their emotions. Some of your characters will be very people-pleasing. Other ones will be very narcissistic or demanding or dominant. And then there may be a balanced person, hopefully, somewhere in the book, that knows how to express emotion in a proper and healthy way. So do you know those things? It's really important to study 
psychology and study the way people act. Take a favorite movie. Take a favorite character in that movie and look at how they interact with people around them. Are they calm? When do they get upset? How do they act when they're upset? How do you know they're upset? Those are the cues that the writer gives to the reader to allow the reader to understand what's happening with a character. So they get a full body view, a 3D view of this person. Another thing, second thing that I did was I began to observe people. Now, this might sound cold hearted, but I'm going to have to come clean. I went to a funeral. It was someone that I knew, not that I knew well. She wasn't a close friend, but I knew her. And I was very sad that she had died of cancer at the age of 37. She had a 14-year-old son. I felt so bad. I cried during the entire funeral. For the family that lost her, she was such a wonderful person and she had a child. So that was my state of mind. But during the funeral, I suddenly realized that this was a place where I could observe how do people act in the middle of deep grief? What were their facial expressions? And I found some paper in, um, in my Bible. I was carrying a Bible in those days. I found a piece of paper in my Bible and I started taking notes. When the girl got up to sing, she was a cousin or something. What did she do when she became overwhelmed with emotion and she could no longer sing? What, how did her face look? What was the expressions? What was it? What was a section of the song? That caused her to choke up like that. And then how did she handle it? What did she do? How did she get back uh, to singing again after that? And she did. So I was taking notes on these kind of things. I was writing the entire service. And I captured some incredible moments that I would have never been able to just make up on my own. And so that really did help me although I was crying the entire time. We have to work through our own emotion as we, are, as we are portraying the emotion of other people. I'm very empathetic. And so this whole thing was nerve-wracking, gut-wrenching for me. But I had to go back there then when I wrote a scene where someone had died too young. And the, re the response of the family around them. And that's where we have to go if we're going to succeed as a novelist. There was another situation where I had a conversation with someone who had lost a young child. The child was only three years old. They had been born with some problem, some heart problem. They'd gone through so many surgeries and all these different things. And then the child passed away suddenly, unexpectedly, at the age of three. And in that situation, speaking with that father on Zoom, I was observing his responses. Now, this was 15 years ago. It wasn't recent. So his responses were pretty calm. Um, my responses were not calm. And after I got off that call... I went outside in my yard. I took my shoes off and stood on the ground and I sobbed. I sobbed 
and sobbed and sobbed until I got it out of my system. The abject grief. And believe me, I did not put that in my notebook. I did not put anything about a three-year-old child dying in my notebook. That is a place I simply cannot go. And so in my writing, in my books, don't expect to see me talking about a child passing away because it's not going to happen. I just can't go there. I know my limits and you need to know yours too. So when you're dealing with these emotional times, become a student of the human experience. Become observant. Take notes. Keep something with you so you can take notes. And then you will slowly begin to understand how to portray these things in your books. I hope that helps you today. My name is Lana Makira. See you next time. Thank you for tuning into the Fiction Writers Podcast with Lana McCara, where we share tips, tricks, and ideas for fiction that is hashtag unputdownable. Remember to visit our website at www.fictionwriterspodcast.com and enjoy even more great episodes like this one. Again, while you're here, subscribe to us via your favorite network. We look forward to seeing you next time on the Fiction Writers Podcast.